Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another Barber's Own Blog Talk Radio show live here on blogtalkradio.com. Your host, Shabazz Moment, coming right here from the Barber's Own Barber Studio, 2505 Parsons Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, right here on the south side. You know, check us out at www.barberzone.org. Check out the show. Check out the site, what we got going on. Also, follow us on Twitter, um, you know, MySpace, LinkedIn, everything. You know, check us out. We, we're here for you. Um, topic of today's show, you know, it's that time for us to recognize all the fathers the real men, the brothers that step up and do what they're supposed to do when it comes to their responsibility and their children. So the topic of the show today in the celebration of fathers is what is a good father? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a real, real good question. What is a good father? So, you know, we're going to see, get some people to call in today, see, you know, what they think you know, their opinions on what a good father is. You know, it's, 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 a, lot, it's a lot of different little characteristics there, being a good parent, good father. You know, you're, um, as soon as you make that connection with that woman, that sperm with that egg, you become a father. But are you a good father and somebody that can be called dad? You know, anybody can be called father. Once you have that intimate moment, and that happens, you're the father. But do you do what you need to be done to be a dad? So, you know, we're going to get into it, you know, see, see what we say, see what we get from the people today. All right. Um, but, you know, before we get started, you know how we got to do it. You know, we got to celebrate our Heavenly Father every day, not just, you know, on a, on, on a Sunday in June. So, you know, we got to start to show up the right way by saying, Thank you, Father, you know, our Heavenly Father. As you blessed us for another day, you blessed us with another opportunity to behold all your blessings. And in this, this week that, you know, we're going to be celebrating, Father, we have to celebrate you because if we don't follow what our Heavenly Father do and, and, and follow that, that example that you've given to us, it's going to be hard for us to be real, you know, real good fathers. So, Thank you for setting that map for us that we know that the things that we need to do, that our children, you know, may be positive. They may grow up in the way and in the way it's supposed to be. You know, honor your mother and your father all the days of your life, that your life may be whole and fruitful and wonderful. So, Father, I'd just like to say thank you again. Thank you for the show and the blessings that you bestowed on me. You know, went through a lot of a hard time here this past couple of weeks. I had some problems with uh. You know, in my relationship, you know, with not with my daughter, but my daughter's mom and the child support thing. So, Father, thank you for bringing me through that because right now I couldn't – it was a good chance that I wouldn't be sitting here doing this show. So everything was worked out through your grace and your mercy and all these blessings. I ask in your son, Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, you know, you got to give it up to your Heavenly Father every day. But, you know, this is the season that we celebrate – these earthly fathers, you know, these, these brothers that have that brought these, these children into the world, you know, kids, children don't ask to be here, you know, they're, they're here through the grace of God, 
and, and through and through the relationship that we have with the woman that we're with at that time. So children don't have to be here. So when we make them, we gotta take care of them. You know, like me. You know, when I when I was when I was told that I had had a, a child on the way. You know, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't ready for it. Nobody's ever ready for it. But that was the responsibility that I made. That was the actions that I took. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't protect myself when I was having sex. So, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And from there, still there, you know, I'm 14 years to the good, you know. Got a wonderful, beautiful daughter, you know, very respectful. You know, she does what she needs to do. She's, you know, a student in school, doesn't give us any trouble, any problems, you know, from from um, from me to her mom to, you know, grandparents and you know, teachers and everybody. So I just I'm just thankful that, you know, the things that I'm doing and you know, I just can't say me, things the things that we're doing being the parent and the family structure and the background that we have that she's turned out the way that she has because I know with some some other brothers that have daughters the same age and they not they not doing the same thing. They're going down a different path. And, you know, it's all and if y'all don't know it's all based on how your father is in your life, the way you're going to see society. If your father's not in your life, that causes these young brothers to go out and look for love in other places. You know, there's nothing like the love of a man. I'm not saying anything, you know, homosexual or whatever, but there's nothing like the love, like the strong love of a Christian godly man to another brother. That's why these young brothers is out here in these gangs and, you know, uh, looking, you know, dabbling in the homosexuality and treating women wrong and, you know, being disrespectful to older people and to society, period, because they didn't have that brother there to teach them to do the right thing. Not saying that women can't teach, you know, men to do the right thing, but young boys to do the right thing. We need that combination, the combination of the nurturing of the mother and then the strong willingness of that man. Without that, it's hard for it's hard for children to, to to cope in today's society. They got so many problems, so many struggles. If they don't have anybody to help them through it, you know, with a strong hand or somebody that's been there, you know, a strong shoulder to cry on, it's it's hard. You know, you got these little girls out here running around from man to man. They got all type of different kids, and they out stripping and you know prostituting. And you know, going uh, homosexual because they had that dad there, you know, to hug them and say, "Girl, I love you. You're beautiful." You know, we may be having some hard times now, but we're gonna work through it together. Teach your daughter how to be a strong woman. Then she won't be out here looking for these knuckleheads. You're like, nah, I can't mess with you. You know, my dad. My dad went to work every day, all day, every day. He was responsible. He did the dishes. He helped me wash clothes. He helped me with my homework. So if you ain't coming in. Bringing what my dad did, nah, brother, you got to keep stepping. So I don't know if your brothers out there have read to a sister, you know, think a sister, you know, think she's too good or whatever. That's why she had that strong man teaching her. Don't just settle for any knucklehead that's got some nice words. Anybody can talk a good game, but are you going to be, you know, are you going to do what you got to do? So, um, and I relate that, you know, back to this barber game. That's one reason I became a barber. You know, when my daughter was, uh, she was born, I was still working at the bank doing the corporate board nine to five thing. So, but 
I had it in my head from, you know, even though my father's dead in my life right now, like to this day, I actually talked to him this morning. But, you know, as, as growing up, when you're in high school or when you're in middle school and you got that, that little play or, you know, you got that big baseball game or whatever, and, you know, you look in the stands and your dad's not there or your family's not there, you know, that's, 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 that's kind of discouraging. Well, not discouraging, you know, you are, but you always want to be good for your family. So, you know, I said if there's any way that I can be, you know, more of a part of my daughter's life, you know, God showed me the way, and my way was barbering, you know. I'm able to, you know, arrange my schedule so if, if she's got a presentation at school at 12 o'clock, I can be there without having to beg the boss to take off, you know, to have to, without having to take, take any of my sick time or, you know, give the boss, like, hey, hey, man, can I leave, man? You know, I'm going to be a few minutes late. You know, my daughter got a little recital that we've been working on that I done spent all this money on, and now I ain't going to get to see it. You know, you got to beg for that. Nah, you know, I wanted to where I, I can be able to, you know, be a vital part of her life. You know, if she needs to go somewhere in the middle of the day, I can do that. That's the sacrifices we got to, you know, we got to make to our kids, to our families. You know, we all got things that we can do. You know, we can be other places. You know, I, I could be in other cities cutting hair, doing, you know, doing whatever else. But, nah, I got a responsibility now. I was charged that night when I had sex with her mother and she became pregnant. I was charged with taking care of this little girl. So that's why I'm here doing the things that I do, you know, go through all the struggles and the pains. And, you know, it's some nights when, you know, a brother got to cry, you know, cry for your kids, man. If you don't cry for your kids, who you going to cry for? So, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, it's a hard struggle being a, being, a, being a single black man out here, but I'm doing the best that I can do. That's all we ask brothers to do. Do the best you can do, man. You know, we're going to talk about the child support thing and the juvenile court system. There's some misconceptions out there, but we're going to try to straighten them out for the people. All right. Got a caller on the line coming from the 215. I don't want to say it, but I think this might be my man, the professional. Let's see who we got online with us. Thanks for calling the Barbers on. Who we got on the line with us today? Coming from the 215. You must not want to say nothing, but if you do, I got you. Let's see if we can get them on the line. They might just want to be listening. All right. Well, yeah, we go, you know, we're going to keep it moving, you know, with the Father's Day celebration. What's a good father? Are you a good father? Man, that is an excellent question. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw that out there on the, um, let me see, throw this out here on, on, on my Facebook real quick. Are you a good father? Got it. If you are, and I'm just doing it right now, if you are, call the number, and we're going to get you right. So, you know, see see what the people got to say about this, man. So if if, if you out here and you want to call in to the show, you want you want to give your opinion on, on on what's a good father, call us at 347-637-3850. Get you on the line, see what you, you know, see what you're thinking. Uh, you know, we we need to hear the words for some for some positive fathers out here, man. All right, on the father zone. Blog talk show. 
now. Let's see here. On air now. Let's go back to the switchboard, man. See what we got up here on the switchboard. I just cleared up. I missed somebody. But all right. Um, good father. You know, be that good parent, man. It's 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 not always about, you know, how how many pair of Jordans or, you know, how many pair of jeans or whether they got a, a PS three with all the latest games, the PSP if they got MacBooks, you know, the five haircuts or whatever. What quality time are you spending with your kids? You know what I'm saying? What 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 are you doing that they're going to look back 10 years ago and say, ooh, I remember when me and my dad did that. Do so y'all got any family traditions that y'all do? You know, you got special times that you spend with, you know, with your kids and y'all, y'all just go to the park or, you know, Dairy Queen and have some ice cream or, you know, anything. What do you do? With your kids, you know, that's that, that's a crazy. Spend some quality time with your kids. That's the most important thing you could do. But besides spending that quality time with God, spend that quality time with your kids, man. That's a, that's the ultimate investment right there. You're going to find that out when you get old and, you know, your body start breaking down and you got to sit and, you know, the only thing you can do is sit in that recliner chair and, and, and use that remote. Are your kids going to be there to, you know, take care of you and say, Daddy, what you need, get you a thing of Kool-Aid or something, you know, or are they going to be are they going to be relocated in other cities, you know, not really caring what goes on with Dad. You might hear from them on Father's Day and your birthday and Christmas, but other than that, you don't hear from them, you know. What are you going to put into your kids that they'll give back to you in the end? You know, and remember, the way you treat your, think about how you treat your kids. Would you want God to treat you like that? Wow. If you treat your kids the way you do, and God treated you the same way, how would you feel? You know, that's a big one right there, man. Wow. You know, but fathers, we out here. You know, we're doing our things, we're running around, doing whatever we want to do. But do you take your kids? You know, I, I, I hear excuses all the time. Yo, man, I can't do this because I got my daughter or I got my son. Nah, man, take them with you. How else are they going to experience stuff if you never take them with you? You know, if you got to go to that baseball game or that softball game or whatever, take your kids with you, man. If you got to go to a, you know, if you got to go to a brief meeting, and it's a meeting where they allow your kids, and you train your kids right that when they get in public, they're not going to be wilding out. Take your kids with you, man. That's those experiences you want your children to see. You want your children to see you working, doing positive things, you know, not just sitting on the couch playing PlayStation all day with your boys. Nah, man, do something positive for your kids. Like we got my man Jay the Barber, man, in the building. Jay, Jay, is this you, man? Yo, what's up, Chavez? What's up, big guy? Man, just holding it down, oh, listening yeah. to you talk about these these dads out here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, well, well, Captain, let, let let me know how you how you see the, the good father thing, man. What's a good father to you? 
that's you know that's the question. What is a good father? You know, you know, you got you got these 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 women out here like, nah, my baby daddy ain't no good. He ain't no good father. This that he don't bring no money around and he don't see his kids. So, what is well, you know, well, you know, Tavares, I believe it's like this. You know, we we say the word good father, but but sometimes it's just a father that can do what he can with what he have. You know. Does it make him a better father if he, he's able to take that kid to the game, or does it make him a father, a good father, to be able to sit down and do the homework with him? You know, the word good and bad father, it has so many variations, you know? Okay, well, and, uh, I think, well we'll put it like this. Are you a responsible father? Are you a yeah, responsible parent? Yeah, let, let's, let's, let's say that because, you know, you know, sometimes we look at the resources, you know, me growing up with a single mother myself, you know, uh, single parent myself, you know, um, grew up majority of my life without my father, you know, and then when he passed, you know, that feeling of not, not being connected was deep, you know, but, you know, I had a good mother that, that made sure I made it through, and like you were saying, the different things about, you know, finding that, that, that love and, and, and uh, that leadership from different avenues, whether it been positive or negative, and, and then a part of you where God takes over and says, okay, yeah, this, you know, this is where your life is going to be. And, yeah, you know, a lot of different people play parts in that. Even the barbers that we run into today are some good structured father figures and things of like that. Father, it's very important to be a good dad, and it's, it's important with me right now. I have a 16-month-old daughter to be that father. I have a 14-year-old, you know, also, and I tell you what, it's my job to lead by example with those young ladies. Yeah. Definitely, it's my job to lead by example by those young ladies. So, so you know, and here, you know, this is my this is merely my first go at. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Oh, you said you said this this your first go at it, huh? Yeah, this is my first go at being a father, but, you know, you learn something new every day, and you try to take the things you learn in your life and, and you know, I guess lay down a better a better roadmap. Exactly. You know, a better roadmap to to being a successful father. Yeah, because hey, cause that's important. And see, but, but one thing, you know, one thing we we got we to gotta look at, and, you know, I hope there's some ladies listening to this. One thing you got to do is stop badging, you know, you know, bad mouthing your father, and you know you hear mother say you ain't gonna be nothing because your father ain't gonna be because your father ain't nothing. Well, nah, well, you know her opinion. That's well, you know that's what? Her opinion because he's not with her. So now, now you poison the kid all the life. And 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 the reason I say that is because like with my example, you know, my uh, my daughter's mom didn't have a good relationship with her dad because of what her mom told her all her life. So that, that that made her have some insecurity problems and, and some problems that, that affected our relationship. But come to find out, once my daughter was born, you know, my mom told her, like, no matter what happened to your life, you got to take your firstborn to see your father. Right? So she went and actually, you know, called her dad, got in contact with him, and talked to this one. Do you know everything that her mom had told her over her life was out of, you know, scorning and, and, and being hurt? But everything she told told my daughter's mom was incorrect. Uh, 
Well, every, you know, everything she said, you know, your dad this and your dad that, none of that stuff was true. So now she's grown up all them years with that resentment about her dad that wasn't even true due to, due to the things that happened between the relationship of the mom and the dad. So that, that's what we got to stop doing. You know, even fathers, like, you know, get our kids and, you know, hey, your mom ain't doing that and your mom just that. No, we got to stop, stop that. That well, between the parents, <laughs> well, that in, in the in the end that don't that that don't help nothing putting the wedge putting the wedge between the kids. You know what I mean? So, but well, but through the grace of God and the parents I had, we you know we was able to work through that, and now she got a good relationship with her dad before he passed. So you know it's it's it's, it's a lot of factors that go into this thing. Well, you know what, Tavares, it's like this. You know, I understand all all that being said, but you know, as as so, best way to the best way to override all of that is be there. You know, yeah, you're going to, have to battle through some things, and we're gonna to have to sacrifice some things, and sometimes we're gonna to have to deny self in order to be that good father. Because let me tell you, like all children recognize, you know, you're gonna sit back and you're gonna look and you see who did and who tried to the fullest. And if you sit there and you say, oh, because you said a couple of bad, wo- bad words about you or something about you and you call yourself giving up, that's a cop out. I believe, you know, no matter what the circumstances, if, you, if you're going, going to be a father, by all means necessary, don't let Understood, you know, and the thing about it also is is that, uh, you know, the, the key thing to, to having a child just like everybody always say, oh, I died for my kid, but yet you got to live for your kid also. Yeah, you have to live for your kid, and you have to definitely know it's not about you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, man, it's, 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 a, whole, it's a whole bunch of factors that go into that, 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 that whole parenting thing. But, you know, us as, us as dads and us as black men, we always get that look, you know, there, there's no, no good dads and this, that, and the other, but, hey. I'm here to tell you different. Me, but you know, and I know a couple other my dudes. You know, we responsible. We do what we got to do. You know, I, I'm there at school. I, I'm gonna make sure that my daughter know that you know her dad is there. So I mean, you know, brother, be like, man, I'm not dealing with her because of her moms or whatever. You don't have to. I really, you know, I, I really don't 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 talk back and forth to my to my daughter's mom. I got her a cell phone, so you know, we could talk, we could text back and forth. You know, I don't have nothing bad to say about her mom, but we just don't talk about it when we're together. Right. So, you know, I, I got my daughter, you know, I don't live, my daughter don't live with me, but I got her every other weekend, every Tuesday, and, you know, whenever she's, I, she already know, whenever she want to come over, she can come over. She only lives down the street from me, so, you know. And the other thing, others be so scared of that child support thing and all of that, but, man, if you go down to the child support people, and you do what you got to do, you know, holler at them and let them know your situation, they're not as bad as, as, as you think it is. You know, they be like, everything's for the woman, everything's for the woman. Nah. The, way it, the reason it happens like that is because the sisters go down first. The sisters go down with their information, and when a brother never shows up, that's how everything looks like in her corner. And believe me, bro, because I didn't did it. I went down there and filed my own petition, you know, for how much I wanted to pay for child support. I went down and filed my own petition for the visitation schedule for me to see my daughter. All that. 
They well, love you that. Know, and, you know, anytime, and, and anytime I go down there, they like, wow, they love to see that. They love to see brothers when, when we go down there and do stuff for our kids. You know, it's not that, you know, brothers always think if I'm going down to the courthouse or something, it's, it's something negative. I mean, a lot of times it is, but going down to let the people know that you're here to take care of your kids, yo, they love to see that. The, the caseworker told me on, on, on Friday, yo, I love to take this case and throw it in the clothes pile. I'm like, okay, well, we got to do to do that. So now we're going to go through the steps to, you know, to do the things that we need to do. But, you know, I say that to say, brothers, don't be scared of the whole little child support thing and the legal system. Because if you don't know, child support is an enforcement agency. They enforce what juvenile court says. So if you have a problem or you have a situation or you have a concern, go to juvenile court. You don't go to child support. Child support is only the agency that that gets the money that the juvenile so, you know, we we, we got to get some of these old extra, you know, things out what, of us that, you know, child support is out to get me in. Nah, what, the only reason they be out to get you is if you ain't did what you're supposed to do. What's your best? I say it like this, you know, and one thing we do have to advocate, you know, being being barbers also, we have to we have to advocate responsibility. You being responsible, and uh, like you were saying earlier taking that responsibility, but being responsible in our actions and kind of feeling out who is, who the mothers are that we're dealing with and the longevity and, and what's the true nature of having family. And uh, not baby daddy, baby mama, but my wife, my husband, and, and getting back to family. And as barbers, you know, as we sit here, we see a lot of different things. We see sometimes we see fathers that bring their sons, and we see a lot of mothers that bring the sons Versus, you know, the family. And we have to start back from where it all starts from. And, yeah, you know, the child support thing and all that other stuff are just the, the, the back end fixes, but the the major fix, and as us as barbers and being able to put this message out is, you know, it, it's sometimes it's work. It's work. I'm a married man, you know. Uh, I have my two daughters here, and the, the key thing is it's work. And we have to get back to instituting these things to come back together as family, the structure, and, and building on it because that's what's going to make us great moms, great dads, and a great generation. And, and you know, man, I'm glad you got this on Barber Zone to, to talk about this issue today and, and from many different angles, you know. And like I said, you know, being a father, and I'm a, I'm a married father here doing the best I can, and I'm learning. Every day I'm learning something. I just came back today from a uh, a tour of the next step for my daughter. When she gets to be two years old, you know, the academy we may put her in, to 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 okay. increase your learning skills to be a, a leader versus a follower, you know, and uh, it's these initiatives, you know, I'm off today. My wife said work, but it's these things like that 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 ourselves as men have to do and and instill in our next generation that's going to come along. They have to see this structure prior to. They can't see daddy on the other side of town and mommy on the other side of town and think that's cool. We're going to start taking responsibility and coming together about our decisions that we make to bring these children into the world and what we want them to see and what we want them to implement as they go on. Exactly, because, uh, man, exactly, because, if you know, even if mom and dad is on two different sides of town, you show them how to, how to be civil, man, how to, how, to, how to handle adversity or situations that's not always what we want. So, right. 
You just gotta. It's it's, it's crazy. I mean, there's there's no there's no perfect match to being, you know, a a a, a good parent, a responsible parent. Only thing you the only thing you can do, man, is 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 try as as exactly. hard as hard as, as as you know how. But one thing, see, what one thing, and you said it. We got to get back to family. What what did we do back in the day? And I even do this sometime now. If, if you had a problem going on in your household or whatever, what'd you do? You called the elder. You called your moms. You called your granddad. You you, you called you called Miss Smith down the street. Yo, hey, you know, I'm trying to do this for my daughter, or you know, I'm trying to get this done, and I don't know how to do it. We reach back to the old school to find out how it's done. Now, you know, people, the the, the way the society is. Mom is 16, grandmama is 32, great-grandmama is 48. Come on, man. You know, it's hard to reach back to the old school when the old school is still basically your age range. So that's another another dynamic that's good. We We got babies raising babies that had no structure from the beginning. You know, and, and and that's one of the deteriorations of, of of the family structure too. But then you know we got brothers, us brothers that want to be good fathers. Where do we go? You know, we got you know women. Women when they have problems or they have situations, they've always got a, um a focus group or a a, a, a a something for the ladies to go to to find out how to be good mothers and this, that, and other. But where's there to teach a brother how to change diapers? A brother how to, how, how, to be a, how to be a good father, how, how to deal with that baby when that baby's crying at, at 3 o'clock in the morning and your wife is at work from 11 to 7 because, you know, you work in the morning, she work at night, the baby up at 3 in the morning. How do you handle that baby without your frustration of life your sleep level and everything before you go off on the kid. You know, we hear all the time, you know, baby, you know, baby found dead, a 12-month-old baby, you know, 18-month-old uh, baby dead because the father couldn't handle the pressure and he snapped and, and he shook the baby or, you know, he slammed the baby on the bed or something. But What's us as men, if we had somewhere to go to teach us how to handle that, too, it would be so much better. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, well, you know, you 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 know, you start to show off. You know, every week, you start off with prayer, and uh, the key thing is that is you know when I first had my daughter in here in the house, and uh, we brought her home from the hospital and, and times and things like that. You know, getting adjusted to like you said, the sleeping and all that other stuff. Like I said before, if it, if if we take on responsibility and the thought process of what we do and how we do, when I decide to be a married man, decide to have a child, or whatever the case may be, in your mind it starts with the individual. It starts with the individual where you want to be and where you want to go, what you what you want to be known to that child as a good father, an excellent father, a super dad, whatever. There's so much technology out here to our advantage that there's nothing out here now. I remember when my, my little daughter did something one day, and I ran. My, my wife was uh, laughing at me because she called me Dr. WebMD. She said, there you go, there you go, because everything I would do uh, right to the computer. I'll look it up, I'll look it up. And that was just me wanting to be the best that I could be. So, understandably, good dads out here, and I know you probably got some other guys out there that wanted to chirp in, but good guys 
you know, being a good dad, it's not hard to do. It's just looking inside yourself, I believe, to go out there. You know, I had a conversation a long time ago uh, with uh, Mr. Ivan Zoo from the Andes Company, and uh, we were talking about just, you know, and I was asking him how much more could I do beyond the chair, and he just pointed out some things of being good, a strong figure, for the young men in our community, just some studies, just some, some things he thought about looking into the communities, you know, and, and coming from him and just talking to him and things I hadn't even focused on, we have to realize also good dads doesn't just happen to stop with our children. It's going to have to continue on with the community because, like I said, once upon a time, it still is. It takes a village to raise a child, and that's what we're going to be. We're going to be a continuing good dad all the time. And for those cats out there that don't have children at the moment, Start looking at those kids that sit in your chair that come in there cutting up a little bit. You know, I've had mothers that come up to me and, and told me their child's great, and at times made me feel like me and her had something going on, but wanted me to talk to her son. It, it starts with all of that. All of that and all, and all the things that we're talking about now, it starts from our individuals looking at our individual selves and saying what kind of impact I want to have on this child's life and what kind of influence I want to have on this child's life. Do I want to have him smoking weed or smoking cigars and, you know, drinking beer behind the building, or do I want him to be an active and productive citizen in society, a leader? And that's what we have to start thinking about, and that's my definition of being a good dad and working it out for a good dad. And, uh, you know, just looking at yourselves out there, you know, Sisters, brothers, whatever. Look into yourself and see and see what it is that you want to bestow on these children as they go further. Exactly, exactly. Hey, that's that's excellent, brother. Excellent. Like, hey, man, this is just a, a, a wide open topic. Like, see, but one thing you said was you had that talk with Eisen. Like, go, going on the internet and googling something, or being able to sit down. With, with, with an older brother that's been through the situation and being able to give you that, that, that good personal, you know, knowledge, and being able to shake your hand and give you a hug when y'all depart, dude, that's invaluable. You know, that's so I, I applaud you for looking like, boom, okay, let me go to the Internet and see how to do this. Because a lot of brothers, they're they not that resourceful. They don't know, man, so they end up wilding out, like, oh, man, I, don't nobody care about me being a dad and this, that, and the other. So, it's just crazy, man, but that's why we got to have shows like this. We got to have, you know, we, we got some, some, we got some male initiatives going on here in Columbus, like with the Urban League and things, you know, to, to, to help these fathers because that's what we looked at. I used to work with a program called Teach, and we did, like, barriers to employment for black men from 16 to 24. The biggest problem was these dudes didn't have anybody in their life to show them, to, to give them that blueprint, to give them that, that map of being a man. I mean, it's one thing to get it and not to follow it, but then not to get it and out there searching with three or four other dudes trying to find it. Oh, that's how it all goes bad. That's how, you, that's how they end up with a game because they're looking for love, and they can't find love from a man, so they get with their boys, and we're going to wild out. That's all we know how to do is wild out. We get adversity. We wild out. You know, they don't know how to take that time to think about it. Dang, what would my dad, what did my dad say to do in this situation? Or not even your dad. Another thing, it wasn't even like in our community, my dad was so many other people's dads whose dads wasn't around. You know, you, you, you had Papa Howe, you know. He had, he had Brian in them, but 
he went around and made sure everybody in our neighborhood that didn't have a father figure in their life that they was doing something. So we still need them brothers that, because everybody, every black man is not going to be a father. He's not going to be able to bless, bless with, with, with being a natural father. So then we got to look into that role to these young brothers that don't have these natural fathers and step into that role, the mentoring thing. You know, that's very, very important and very, very vital with what we got going on. You know, I, I, I got a brother of mine, my man uh, Tim Williams, he's been on the show a few times. He worked with a group Simba. This brother got this, this brother got two girls, but he gives back to, to to the young men so much. You know, it's like he it's like he got his own son. So we gotta, you know, we just gotta, like you say, try harder. Don't give up, fellas. You know, don't give up. Your kids still need you. You know, I had, I had a brother man. He um he got a call the other day. He's from a he from another state. He got a call the other day that. He got a 15-year-old son that he ain't never seen. Wow. Wow. So, you know, wow. So, you know, we got to think about what we're doing, sleeping with all these crazy women or whatever. And this is crazy. I I just mentioned my man Tim, and it looked like we got him on the line. Hold on, Jay. We're going to see if we can get this brother on here speaking the same thing. Brother Tim, man, welcome to the Barber Zone, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, we're on here with my man, Jay the Barber, man. Uh, I know you done heard the topic of the day. So, you know, you, me knowing how you are, being the, the good father that you are, you know, let the people know your, 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 your example of a good father. Well, we're going to use the word responsible father because good and bad is so, you know, just too broad, but a responsible father. Somebody that can be called dad. What's your views on that, good brother? Bass. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, uh, you talking to me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Man, go on. <laughs> I got my two-year-old right here. I'm distracted. Uh, well, the key word, I think, not to not to uh, uh, echo what everybody else said, but the one word or less is, is responsible, handling your responsibilities, and, and your brothers is right. It go beyond your household. You got to stretch out to as far as uh, your influence will allow you to stretch. Me, I got oh, kids yeah. from Chicago. I got kids from Wisconsin. I got kids from uh, Detroit, DeKalb. Uh, I got kids in about four or five different straight di- different states that know my address, know my telephone number, and know my email address. And like you said, I don't even have a son. I got two daughters, but I want to do my part to make sure that when they grow up. They don't end up with a knucklehead out of uh, a lot of uh, choosing out of the lesser of two different evils. I could tell them, like, no, babe, don't, I, I can't accept the fact that you telling me ain't no good man. It's good man. It's hard to find. Now, I got a Rolodex. Uh, let's say in the future, I got a Rolodex of uh, uh, two or three hundred boys that I done worked with and influenced over the course of, you know, 10, 15 years. That, and they ain't got to be from Ohio. I got boys across the nation. You want a good man? Yeah, check him out. Check him out. I just want to do my part to make sure that my daughter's got some reliable, responsible men to choose from. Hey, and that's hey, that's actually because hey, you know we, we didn't have we didn't have to talk about our daughters because y'all, uh, me and Tim, our daughter is, is is the same age, so we have talks all the time. And that's one thing as barbers we got to do barbers with with these daughters. That's what you got to look at. These little dudes that you cutting that's in the same age range as your daughter. One day is going to try to holler at her. Right. Because, one, there's already a tie. 
oh, your dad been cut my hair for years, and I know you, so he's going to try to holler at her. So what type of brothers are we putting out? You know, what, what type of brothers are, are we making sure that these brothers, you know, when they get older, when they go to high school, when they get out of high school and go to college, that they're treating women right? Right. Is this the type of brother like that, that like you said, is this the type of brother that I would want around my daughter? Right. That's what we got to think of. You know, when these little brothers sit in our chairs, we can't, you know, we can't be pouring this, this craziness and, you know, this, this, this video thing and all the, you know, get all the women you can have. Nah, man, we can't be pouring that into them. I, I, I hear some sisters, you know, when they, young men get cut off, the girls is going to love you. Look at that haircut. The girl, I'll be like, nah. Don't do that to him because you set me up. Well, what do right. you mean setting him up? Because, if, if, you know, he may be eight or nine right now, but when he come in at 14 and 15, say, Mom, you about to be a grandmother, then you're going to be mad. Mm. But all his life, all you've been telling him is how cute he is, how much the girls is going to like him. So that's all he's going to do. He's going to put his value into his look. And to the girls, you know, the more you tell somebody, you know, you're a good student, all that positive stuff, that falls down into their soul. But if you tell somebody you ain't going to be nobody because your dad ain't nobody or, you know, you look good and get, you know, get all the girlfriends, that's that negative stuff that we don't need. So that's what we got to stop doing, man, is pouring all this crazy fantasies into our young brother's head. So it's just. We got to try, man. <laughs> we got to try harder. You know, I, I, I hate to see brothers that I, especially brothers that I know, you mess around and got four or five different kids, but yet I see you in the bar spending a hundred dollars. Right. But then, but then we know you ain't, you ain't, you, you ain't put no money on your kids or nothing. Yo, I actually put it like this. Thursday, I went out. I had to go to court Friday. For the, for the child support thing, you know, I, I went down there on Wednesday and, you know, did what I had to do, talked to the lady, got everything squared away. So I said, you know, let me go out and have a little drink Thursday before I go to court. No name said, but somebody that we know, this, you know, I'm talking to this brother, like, man, I got to go to court in the morning, man. I'm about to go, you know, I'm about to go lay it down. I got to be up a little early. He said, yeah, man, dog, I got to go lay it down in August for a year over child support. I said, huh? Yeah, man, I got a contempt of court on me. A contempt of court, and I'm thinking, you idiot. That just means you didn't go to court. If you having problems, let the people know. Go down and talk to go down to and, and talk to the caseworker. So I'm sitting there looking at him like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. You already knew you was going to jail if you didn't go to court, but you didn't go to court? So now you got to do it a year, but they've already been to, they've already been to jail for child support patient. So now if they go back, they violating their probation, and you got to do more time, all because he didn't want to take a moment and go down to child support, talk to him, and get his stuff squared away. So now in August he got to do it. How crazy is that? So, but that's the choices that brothers make. That's that's the choices, you know, we go through. So if if, if brothers just take care of their responsibilities, and you know, I, I I know it's hard sometimes. We don't get the, you know, 
<clears throat> excuse me. We, we we don't we don't get the support from you know from the women or you know they they bad mouth us and this that and the other. But brothers, we strong. That's not the first time somebody just talked to us. The first time we had adversity, you got to try to suck it up and do your thing. If if your your daughter son's mom don't want to let don't want to let you see your kids, go to court. Go downtown to Jefferson Services. You cut enough people here, I, I guarantee you cut a lawyer, and I guarantee you, you cut somebody that worked down in the juvenile court system that can assist you. We got to utilize our resources, man. We got a lot of resources out here that we can tap into. So we just got to, you know, do better. So, yeah. How y'all hey, feel I- about that, man? What? Can, can I tap into what you said, Vaz? Oh, yeah. Feel free. Um, wow, yeah. I think uh, th- this is the thing that keep me pressing on. When my daughter get 18, 19, 20, however old, and she say, Dad, how come, you know, you wasn't around or da-da-da-da, what pop out of my mouth has got to be so important to her that she say, okay, I feel that, versus looking at me like, so my mom, uh, my mom was, was being difficult to deal with, and because of her, you, like, took yourself out of my life. Like, I, although we know how difficult women in general in relationships, we know mm-hmm. how much work that takes. Yeah, it ain't hard, or, yeah, it ain't easy. It takes work, but that's work. Uh, man, no matter what you got to press for, and effective communication is key. And going back to a little of my personal history, I'm working at the Barber College as an instructor, the the owner of the barber college taking money out of my check for child support but not paying child support so child support you know how they do suspend my license freeze my bank account and tell me uh we either gonna throw you in jail or and or suspend your barber license and the whole time i'm showing my my uh caseworker whoever she is like listen it's not me. I signed the paper, yada, yada, yada. But all this come behind back to the beginning. My daughter, mom, filed child support, didn't tell me. I find out I'm salty. F the system, da, 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 da. They don't care about nothing except if they're getting paid or not. And nine times out of ten, that exactly. is the bad guy. So once I started making contact, being responsible, making contact, regardless of how I felt about the system, hey, listen, I'm paying. T- I mean, I had. To, it was, of course, some maybe six months for me to actually had to get past the negative history that me and my caseworker have for her to say, "Okay, I hear you now. You didn't give up. I'm glad you kept trying to pull my coat out of what's going on. I see now. So eventually, they gave me all my stuff back. You know, get up out my bank accounts and all that. Get my license back. No jail time. No nothing. But the whole thing gets, regardless of how I feel about the system, they do have power and authority to uh, inconvenience us. So if it ain't nothing exactly. but some child support money, come on, dude. I mean, how many of us on the phone listening and talking got, you know, countless name brand pants, shirts, shoes, sweaters, coats, jewelry? Come on, dude. We spend money, and if don't nobody know that, the white folk know that. We spend money. We spend more money than we should. Get the system. Get the system. Get the kids what's theirs, and the rest of it. Work it out. Just be effective in your communication and be clear in your intentions and when the smoke cleared, you and your child, 
like me and my dad, we won't have a good understanding because that's what it's all about as adults. And me and my dad vibe. We can't, Dad, I understand. And though mom was being difficult and moving us and hiding us and doing this and doing that, you, you try to stay in there. But me as a man, I feel you. Now, my sister, on the other hand, their relationship is crap. She, 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 uh, disres- I mean, I don't know, whatever. Their relationship ain't what it should be because he allowed the games that my mom played to take himself out of our lives. I love, yeah. You got to yeah. stay focused on being in the relationship. Yeah. And, and, and see, sometimes, man, brothers, brothers remove themselves because we, uh, I, I've seen it. That power, that phone call, a brother might not even be doing nothing, but a sister call and say that a brother didn't hit her or done something like that, and now you're in a totally another situation. So we just got to find out, like you say, effective communication. We got to find out how to work around that system. Like when I went down there and told her, I, I, I kept it 100% with her. Like, okay, for the last eight, nine months, the business ain't been like it's used. It's supposed to be. I mean, you know, from being here, the, the pizza shop and the drive-through in front of the shop, which was a big draw, closed. Then, then the road was closed in front of my shop for four months. You know, I told her everything, and she understood it. And, and I told, I even told her, it's not that I'm not taking care of my daughter. If you know, my, my daughter goes to a you know one of the top private schools in, in the Columbus area, so. If she needs something, if, Daddy, I need $100 because we going to this function, I'm not going to tell her, no, you got to go. I got to pay this to child support, and then it got to go through the system, and your mom can get it and give it to you. No, nah, I'm going to give it $100. And I told the lady that, and she said, you know what? She said, I appreciate you coming down and uh, telling us that. Because all we want to know is either that you're making the payments or why you're not making the payments and when you will be able to. So that communication right there, at the you know at the end of the day, I'm sitting there like, wow, this chick right way on my side, because she's trying to tell me, um, to, you know, tell me how how to get my my balance down and everything. So, oh, I gotta throw this out there, brothers. I don't know if y'all know this. If y'all got a rivages, meaning your back pays, even if you got twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, which you shouldn't, there's a way that you can get them eliminated. It's, it's called a it's called a in it agreement. If you can sit down and work something out with your child with with your child's moms or whatever, you got a form where she can write and say that arrearages are zero, and that will eliminate all your back child support and start you over with a fresh slate. So what you might want to do is be able to get that good relationship with your daughter's mom to get that situation squared away. But you got to keep the communication. You got to do what you got to do. Because nine times out of ten, the reason the child support jumps off, brothers is not doing what they tell us sisters going to do. If you tell her you're going to give her fifty dollars a week, give her fifty a week. Once you stop doing that or don't do that, then she's going to go to our child support. Then you hit up. So you know. Well, we got another call on the line, man. Holding from the three one three. We're going to see what, what what they got to add in on the topic of the day. What's a good father? Welcome to the Barbers Zone. Who else we got on the line with us today? Mr. Chavez, this is Mr. Fademark from Against the Grain Magazine. Appreciate you, good brother. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the Barbers Zone. I'm good. Right. I'm good. Just yeah, listening yeah, yeah. in to uh, what you brothers are talking about today, and I think it's very important that uh, this kind of message gets out to all our younger brothers out here who's going through the same things and don't have a clue on what to do. 
And see, it goes back further. It goes back to our history as a people. When uh, slavery was in existence, black men didn't know how to be fathers. And now we have yeah. all the resources available to us to uh, bring that up to speed, and now we're still in the same boat. And why is that? It's because uh, the society perpetuates different things, and a lot of brothers have the wrong idea of what fatherhood is, and they think just being a father mm-hmm. is paying child support. And I think that's totally incorrect, and I think a lot of the mothers, females out here, have a bad uh, misrepresentation of what father should be, and they feel like, well, if I get this guy, he's driving the bins, or he looked good in the club, he's going to pay good child support. And it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be education all the way around from the mothers. I think you should have a license in order to have children first. That's just my opinion. You have to sit down <laughs> in front of a board. You need to pass certain questions. Why do you want to have a kid? What's your, what's your motive? And things like that because it's just crazy that a lot of people have, uh, like I say, the, the assumption of what they should be doing and the things that they should or things that they are doing, which is incorrect. And it takes us like this form that we have right here, to make a difference. And that's what we need to do. We need to have different conferences. We need to go out and talk to the young brothers in the schools and the, and the females as well to educate them and bring exactly. them up to speed on what they need to be doing, you know? Yeah, because the, you, you made a good point. We got we to gotta educate the women also because what happens mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a, a brother's trying real hard. You know, he's trying as hard as he can. You know, you know how society is, and you know how the economy is. A brother out there trying to trying to get a job so he can be positive and and, and support his, his family in the right way. You know, go out for his hours, applications, have a long day, but come in and hear the craziness from from the female. You know, or you know she talks bad about him or bad to him or entices him, which causes other problems. We we, we gotta we gotta talk to the females also, like yo. I feel like if you under the age of 18 and you have a child, you have to go to parenting classes. You right. must go to some right. type of some type of parental training, something because mm-hmm. there's too many one, there's, there's too many children dying by the hands right. of these young people that aren't mentally and emotionally equipped to have to be parents, and that's what right. it is. They're not emotionally equipped to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, you 16 years old, you just, you know, you, you feeling yourself and you didn't got pregnant, you don't you don't know anything yet. You right. know, you may have been young through love. some things. Young and, love. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 may, you have, may have been through some things in your life. You may have been through some rough times and some struggles in the street and everything, but this thing we call parenting is totally different than anything you ever, ever, ever going to experience in your life. You have Absolutely. the responsibility of molding someone's life who did not ask to be here. Mm-hmm. They don't know. When that baby come out, they have no idea of what the world is. And it's our responsibility to promote the positive and shield from the negative. That's right. That's what it is. You know, we, we got to promote all the positive and shield from the negative. The ones that, that, that say you know, I hear brothers like, nah, man, my daughter, I ain't going to talk to my daughter about this, and she ain't going to know that and know this. you setting your daughter up for the trickery because she's going to run into a slick brother like just like you. Right. So, but if you let, her, if, like, 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 like if you let her know, from, you know, once she's able to understand it, don't try to put it on her at eight. 
But once you get, like, to the 16, 17, we about to date, start things, start really talking to you because that's where I'm at that point. I've got to start talking to my daughter and let her know, right. boom, these are things that are going to happen. I want to tell well, you this, you know, you, you know, we, we, we want to get it where, you know, they, they don't know that dad did this and dad did that, but especially with these little girls, we got to let them know, you know. Well, not, the, the not only that, Chavez, I think – I think that you have a situation now where most of society, if you're dating someone or you meet a young lady or or a young man, he has a child already. And, that's, of course, that's not in all cases, but that, that's in most cases. The thing, the problem that we have here now is trying to rear these children because the real father or the biological father doesn't want the stepfather or the stepmom to say anything bad to their kids or he's not going to put his hands on my child, this, that, and the other. See, what we have to understand is that the children need to be reared right away. They need to be reared where they are. I can't wait to send you across town to your father's house for him to discipline you when you're living in my home. And that's where it has to start, where the parents have to come together and say, look, I know we have a child together, but I'm living with Sam over here, even though you're over there. And he's going to take care of your son over here just as well. I mean, you can still love your kid, but the rearing has to happen wherever the child is dwelling. And I think that's the biggest problem because a lot of kids take the power away from the step parents that are trying to do something. And that's not to get off the subject because step parents are just yeah. are important as everything. I'm a stepdad, and mm-hmm. I know how it is in my household. If that would have been the case in my household, my house would be in a in an uproar right now. But I have to be the disciplinarian in my household, so that has to be established with the parents. So everyone, if you have a child, the point that I'm trying to make, if you have a child, you have to be adult about all situations, whether it's child support, whether it's trying to be with the uh, baby's mother or father or however that may go, and also dealing with the step-parents. So there's education that needs to be all the way around across the board on all aspects on this situation. So shows like this are so important. As a matter of fact, I'm having a show Friday, and I'm going to do something similar to this one because, of course, Father's Day. But these shows are so important because it allows education to happen. And, Chavez, I thank you for having this forum for everybody. Oh, I appreciate you, brother, you know, and you got your own show too. So, I, I, you know, appreciate you too for getting it out there. But, you know, the one thing thing you were talking about is the the step-parent thing. You know, I hear mm-hmm. brothers talking about, man, I ain't have, you know, this nigga better not go to school. You know, better not touch my, touch my kids or whatever it's Dude, but if you were there, I mean, if, even though you're not there daily, but if you were there and your son or your daughter's life, they probably wouldn't have to discipline your kid like that. If you started right. from the beginning, if you started from the beginning teaching your kid respect and all of that, nobody's going to really have to discipline it your kids like that. My daughter, I'm going to tell you, I've never even had to whoop my daughter because what it is, that is something about that tone and dad's voice that makes kids stop. That's what it's supposed to do. That tone, is, yeah, that, that, that tone and dad's voice makes kids stop if you've been in that kid's life from the beginning when they're a baby and, and, and they want that bottle or they go to do this and you tell them no. You tell them with that stern voice, no. That gets in their souls from day one. So when they go to do something and you tell them something, they oh, hey, my dad, that's my dad right there. That's why it's so it, it, vital in our community that dads be there. Like I said earlier in the show, on the there's nothing like the love of a strong black man. There's nothing like the authority 
of a strong black man. There's nothing like being raised by a strong black man. You know, not saying that women can't do it. Women do an excellent job as raising children and raising and, and, and raising you know strong black men. But with that assistance, that addition of that man structuring your life, that makes so much difference. I've even seen it in you know life and here in the shop. You know, I don't man, I don't, I don't let no kids disrespect their mom or their mom tell them to do something. They uh, you, what you say? Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. Dude, I would take my belt off. This is the barbershop. You get a whooping in right. the barbershop. This ain't this ain't child protective services. There ain't no rules around here. So, but you can right. see it if he ain't got no dad around and you say something to him. You're like, oh, wait a minute. And brothers, you know, really straighten up. I've even had some moms come back, you know, to me and say, I don't know what y'all said to my son or what y'all did to my son, but when he left the barbershop that day, he's been a totally different young man. Well, you know what? That's what exactly you your do, overall yeah. your overall topic about being on in the barbershop. That's part of the barber's job, and, and of course, all barbers are not going to adhere to this. But you, when you have children that come in there, it's up to you at that point to make a difference in their lives. Whether you say something yeah. to them, whether you ask them different questions, or whether or not you're disciplining them the right way. Of course, you're not going to touch anyone else's kid with today's laws and everything else that's going on, but. We have to be the, the people on the forefront that are making the fight an effort. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to put forth that effort as a barber to make a difference. And if all barbers are able to do that, then we can all come together on that issue and other issues that's going to catapult this, uh, this industry to the next level. And that's exactly what we need. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Like you say, but this show, man, is, is, is we need to do more shows like this where we can get information out to brothers. Like, brothers, y'all out here and y'all got some struggles with your kids or whatever, find your local, you know, urban league or, you know, uh, symbol organization like my man Tim is a uh, part of, you know, a hundred, what is it, uh, a, a million black men. Getting to, to, to tap into some of these community resources that we have because they have information to help you out, to help you get through this. Brothers, you ain't out here by yourself. You might think, you know, I'm going to this alone. I don't have nobody to talk to. Yes, you do. Take your time. Take that time and talk to God. If you're not a real Christian, real spiritual type of brother, it don't have to be, you know, like the preacher doing. Just take some time, sit in that corner and say, thank you, God, or say, God, I don't know what to do. I need some instruction. Sit right. back and he will guide you. Sit back and listen for a minute, and he will guide you. Just say, Father, I need you. That's all you got to say is, Father, I need you. Father, I need your help. And somebody will be sent in your life to assist you. We got to learn that when we do things like that and say, Father, I need you, help me through this situation, that when somebody is sent to us, that we can recognize that this is the help that was sent for us. You know, we we got to quit looking like uh, he don't know nothing, she don't know nothing. Yeah, you got man. We, we got to tap into all our resources because what what's at stake right here is our children and our future. Our future, the you generations know, are, are dependent on. Them. Yeah, we are not gonna be here. We we only gonna be here that that, that 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 small time slot that God got us for here. But where are we gonna leave when we leave? Uh, you know. Is our legacy is, is is what you did while you was on this earth still gonna go on 
or is it going to the dirt when you go six feet under? So, you know, we got we got to reach back to these kids, you know, and, and, and I can say my man Tim that's on the line, when I do things and it's for the kids or the community, he right with me, you know. So we need more brothers to get together. We need more barbers to get together and quit being funny acting with the next dude because he's from a different shop. We all got right. the same struggles. We all, you know, right. we're all affecting the same people. We need to come together and, and, and put our resources together to make some positive moves with these kids. You know, I, like I said, I went out on Thursday, you know, before I went to court or whatever. Dude, I, it was 10 barbers in the spot. It was killer. It was like it was like barber night at at the at, at the club. These are brothers I ain't seen for a long time. Why is it that I had to see them at a club? Why is it that you know we ain't all got together somewhere and just you know went and shot some pool or went and had dinner and broke bread or whatever? You know, because we don't know how to fellowship and, 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 and sit and talk about what we need to be doing in these communities. Right. I mean, so that's right. you know that's 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 something I'm, I'm you know with Tim we gonna we gonna try to do man. I'm gonna try to put together some things to where we can bring you know all the shop owners together and have somebody come from the urban league or you know dad or you know these community programs I'm talking about. We need to have a meeting. Maybe you can do it in your city or whatever city you in. Have a meeting with right. the barbers, man, and let's start meeting with these community people and reaching back and making an impact in our community. Because these commercials that they put on TV and these 30-second slides that they put on, 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 on the radio, that's not getting the information out. But mm-hmm. put it in the barbershop where a barber that you trust and you love and you respect his opinion, he give it to you and invite you out to an event or even have an event at, at your shop. Whatever it is, man, we got to tap back into these brothers so they can be better fathers, so we can have better daughters, which can be better mothers because we, we got brothers that's helping molding them. So, you know, we just got to you know, do our part, man. So it's, but, it's, Chavez, it's, I even go one job. step further. I even go one step further and challenge everyone to uh, – grab your barbers that's a part of whatever community that you're a part of, invite other people into that environment, and let's go out to some of these schools and touch these young kids where they need to be touched. Let's, let's get them at an exactly. early age, and that's, that's what I want to do. I want to have a group of men going around and talking to the young, young men and women about things that we're talking about, about life, period. But it has to start at a young age. I can't go to the high schools because at that point, some of them have already been oh, lost. No. Not to say that I give up on them, but I'd rather go into the elementary schools or middle schools where I know I can grab their attention. And we have to come with a good message. We have to come with a message that's going to keep their attention span right. It's going to keep, keep their attention span on us. And let's mold and, and teach them the things that we know about so they can be better people as they grow up and continue on with their life. But it has to start in the schools, man. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's an, excellent spot, an excellent place to start, you know, right where, mm-hmm. right where they're at. Okay, why is it on career day, why is it on career day the teachers and administrators reach out to everybody else? They reach to the dentist's office, they reach to the doctor's office, they reach to the lawyer, they reach to the social worker, they reach to everybody else. But nobody has come and knocked on the door at my shop and said, will you come to talk to my kids about your career, about career day? Why is that? 
Because I think I they don't think that you can put that message out, right? They, you know, they don't. You know, they don't. They don't look at. They don't look at our business like they look at the doctor and the lawyer. Right. So then, you know, we get we get slighted, but yet we're the most powerful and we're the most impactful business ever. So mm-hmm. you know that, that, that that's a whole nother show, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, uh, looking at the time, man. Look, it's past three o'clock again, man. We still we still getting it in. So you know, I just appreciate y'all, brothers, man, for for taking time out, man, so we can we can get this we can get this message out to the kids, man, and 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 out to these brothers, cause we got we got to do better, man. I've seen so many so many brothers down there at the court, man, and I just knew. They was going to jail. I just knew they wasn't walking out the same door that I was walking. So they just had that look. And, you know, you can just see it in a, in a brother energy like, dude, we got to do better. So, but, you know, it, 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 it happened all in time, man, all in time. As, as long as we keep focusing on, focusing on these kids, focus, focusing on, on, on helping our society, dude, we got to win in the end. So, you know, I, I just thank y'all brothers for, you know, taking out the time, you know, for y'all kids, y'all family, to be with, you know, to be the positive brothers that we need in our community. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to wrap the show up, you know, but need to have y'all brothers give, you know, give, give one more, you know, give, give the people one more thing about how you feel about this, you know, this responsible father thing, and, you know, we're going to wrap this show up, and, we you know, we're going to let the people think about what we just talked about. So, uh, Brother Tim, let me get let me get let, let me get your last words on on the on the topic of the day. I know you got your baby girl; she's running you. So, uh, you know, give give us some last words so we can close this another one of these barbers on shows out today. Uh, word for the day is responsibility. It's a it's a choice by choice, <laughs> day by day thing. One choice at a time. Be responsible. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Mr. Fade him up, you know. Give us the last word, man, on this on this on this this, this father topic of the day. Well, the father, I think uh, the best word I can give you is uh, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And we all know if we are a part of the problem or the solution. Seriously, we know if we look in the mirror. So you have to be honest with yourself, and it goes back to what Brother Tim was saying about responsibility. You have to be responsible. Simple as that. Just be a part of it. Just make a difference. Make a difference. Well, brothers, I, I I appreciate y'all, man, again for taking the time out. And um, anybody out here that may have caught the show late, go back to barberzone.org. You can rehear the show. Go to blogtalkradio.com/slash/barberzone. Hear the show again. Jump on your iTunes. You can download it there also. But make sure you know you do check out this show. Next week we'll be here at the same time. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Barber's Own Blog Talk Radio Show. I'd like to tell everybody, thank you. Have a blessed weekend, and Barber love. Peace. We're out of here. Peace.